Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Fantasy Podcast. Um, I mean, first one we've done in a few weeks now, I think. But um, we are back. So joining me today, we've got Miles. How are you, mate? Good, good. Glad we won last night. Go Pats. Yeah, yeah. Big win. Just something that makes us a seven seed now. So, I mean, it's going to be one of them that no one wants to watch come playoff time, is it, this Patriots yeah, team no, right no. now? But um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit rough. But yeah, we've got a win. Um Today we are going to just run through some of the sort of big stories we had into the fantasy playoffs, really, and things that can maybe change things to your team, some players you might want to pick up, and things like that. But um, then we're going to have a quick run through some college football, and then that'll be us for this week. Um, well, we'll get straight into it. Already mentioned last night's game. Um, Kyler Murray went down on was it his first or second play? It was really early, wasn't it? Um, sort yeah. Of track now. Um, looked looked a bit iffy that one. Um. I don't think there's any news come out about it yet, as far as I've seen, but um, those sort of non-contact injuries never look good. So, assuming Kyle is out for the rest of the season, I mean, what do you do with that team? Not not just got a callback, but like Hopkins and um, Hollywood Brown and everything there. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? I think you still have to... Got, I mean, Hopkins is... He's a stud. So, Hopkins, you, you've got to keep him in your team. He's not really a... That there's not really a start sit debate there for me, but everyone else, I think it does sort of come into question when you've got um, a lesser player at quarterback, you know, because now you're going to you have Colt McCoy there and it's not, he's not great, is he? You know, he's a backup for a reason. So I think it's, you know, he doesn't have the ability to extend plays like Murray. He doesn't have the same arm as Murray, for, which benefits guys like Hollywood Brown. So I think you've kind of got to fade a lot of the players maybe not the tight ends because you know tight ends always a very very good option for a check down uh safety valve so but i just think that if we're being realistic the only reliable fantasy asset um in terms of receivers is going to be uh d hop yeah it's it's a tough one isn't it i think i think pretty much every other player falls into the category of if you've got a better option then you probably want to play them You'd hope at this stage of the season you have got a better option, but I mean, if you're desperate, then you never know, do you? But um, yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to be starting a playoff game with any of those relying on <laughs> any of those players to get it done, do they? No. Um, on the other side of the ball last night, we saw Ramondre Stevenson go down early. Um, it was after sort of Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris on the whole. Um, I mean, do either of those? Like take your fancy, your, your fancy chance of those, or is it I mean, just a bit of a stay away now? For years, and pretty much up until we had about half a half a season this year, where it was okay to start Stevenson because yeah. he was just the lead back, and that was it. Mainly because of Harris being injured a lot, uh, uh, Damian Harris being injured a lot. But for years, the New England backfield has always been sort of somewhere you want to avoid in fantasy, and. That's happening again now because Kevin Harris came into the game and ran it well. He scored a touchdown. Then we had Pierre Strong in the second half and he was sort of the lead back in the second half. So I think that was Bill Belichick trying to work out who's his best guy going forward, assuming Ramondre Stevenson misses a lot of time. So I feel like you have to sort of wait on the news to see who's going to be the better fit. But if we can run the ball well like we did last night, then... You know, maybe we've got a chance of making someone viable out of uh, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, assuming that Damian Harris is still hurt. Because I think he was like downgraded to doubtful 
the day of the game and then out. So maybe he's trending towards playing a bit more in the future. But even if he is, that kind of makes me think that it's just going to be a committee and you can't really rely on anyone there. And I don't think anyone out of that group is really strong enough or healthy enough to be the bell count like Stevenson is. Yeah. So I, I like Pierre, Pierre Strong coming into the season um, as someone that could maybe take on that backup role because, I mean, I was definitely in the camp that I thought Harris was going to be traded, Damien, that is. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Pierre Strong coming in, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think you can sort of rely on either of these. I think it's pretty much the same category as we just said about them Arizona players where if you're desperate and then yeah. throw one in, but I don't think you can ever be... You, you've got every chance you'd get a zero from them or pretty close. Um, I mean, I mean, what about the rest of the Patriots offence? It's a bit of a bit of a mess, isn't it, really? I've, nothing... never, I've never trusted the Patriots offence, really, in, in fantasy, mainly other than, like, back in the Brady days, you know, you had Gronk, Edelman, Brady, but still wasn't, you know, because yeah. Brady could spread the ball around loads, you still couldn't rely on anyone other than Gronk. And now it's just, we haven't got anyone that good as a receiver. So with all the receivers going down, Hunter Henry has probably become our most viable option now. You know, he only caught three passes last night, but he went for 70 yards. So kind of maybe looking at him, but when you've got Mac Jones, who's just, he's not a gunslinger. He's too safe. You know, I just feel like, you know, the ceiling of all your receivers is, is capped by, your quarterback and sadly Mac Jones has a very low ceiling so again at tight end due to positional scarcity Hunter Henry is probably you know one of the safer options in the New England team but I would you know I've purposefully steered clear of most Patriots not named Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris simply because this is this is too much too much doubt around Mm. our team yeah, I think I think Myers has been fairly reliable, hasn't he, as far as a paper yeah. receiver goes? But I mean, he really, he's hurt. He's yeah. hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if he comes back, then maybe you can play him. But outside of that, I don't. Again, you yeah. don't really want to be playing him just because. I mean, Mac just does not throw many touchdowns anymore, no. does he? He's just not. It's just... As you say, the, the ceiling is just so low for all these receivers because basically just the offense is just so yeah. uninspiring, isn't it? It's just. Um, Yes, a bit depressing. Watch he's, the currently, he's currently 28, Matt Jones, as the QB rank in fantasy. It's like that, that alone should tell you his ceiling. You know, it's there's nothing really to to yeah. really excite you and, you know, get players on the team going and stuff like that. You can't can't trust us at the moment, sadly. I mean, so far this season, I know he missed a couple of games, but he's thrown seven touchdowns and eight interceptions. And I mean, that sort of like sums him up pretty well, doesn't it, really? Yeah. He's just so... Like meh. Like, Bailey just... Zappi. We want Zappi. Yeah, he was just interesting, wasn't he? Um... Yeah, it was more fun, you know? Like, I remember when I was at the Patriots game against the Jets, I was sitting next to someone, and he was just like, look, Zappi can get rid of the ball. He can get out of the pocket. Mac Jones doesn't do either of those things, which limits your offense so much, limits all your receivers so much when he can't extend a play, really, and he can't sling it downfield, and he holds on to it and gets sacked, you know? It just... Zappy just give you something else. Maybe he's not a better player. You know, I trust our coaches in, you know, the team selection, but there's something about Zappy that Mac Jones doesn't have. Yeah. There's definitely just something there that just is a bit more inspiring, isn't it? Where, I don't know, Matt, just nothing. 
I mean, I don't know how this team has this many wins. I don't like. I'll watch each week, and I think we're pretty bad every time. And uh, somehow got to seven wins, but just basically just beating the the bad teams that we played and lost to everyone else. Really, haven't we? We've um, we're sort of the England of uh, of, of of the NFL. Really, um, <laughs> it's just it's without becoming too much of a Patriots podcast. Is would you draft a quarterback if uh, if we got the chance this year? So we pick. So we I don't know. So we're picking. Make the playoffs, what we're going to be like 18, <laughs> not 18, 19, so in that range. Um, would you would you take a quarterback there if someone fell? If someone fell, yes, but I don't think any, I think there are a lot of QB needy teams, and I think now that uh Richardson has declared for the draft, I think a lot of people expected him to stay another year. I think he is the most likely to fall because he's more of a project quarterback, but yeah. at the same time. I don't think we want a project QB, you know. I think if we wanted a project QB, we would have we would have traded up for Lance or we would have traded up for Fields, and we didn't do that. So um, I think we're actually annoyingly just going to play a safe stick with Jones and maybe see what we've got with Zappi if it doesn't work out, which it's not. Well, this is more just a how do you feel about Mac Jones, but I don't know, say... Derek Carr becomes available. <laughs> the Raiders want to move on. Would you? Would you? The same, the, yeah, but they're the same players. Exactly, yeah, like yeah. So it's one's just a bit younger. It's just, and it's tough, isn't it? There's just yeah. I, I mean, I think without without moving on from coaches, then I mean, I don't think this Patriots team does a great deal different next year if they uh, stick with the same formula on that side, do they? Yeah, I think Matt Patricia isn't helping either. But yeah, no, it's um, uh, didn't look good when they. When they announce it, it doesn't look good now, does it? But um, no. yeah, we'll move on from Patriots chat. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll move on to some of the things. I, I mean, I'll write this just before we started. So I mean, this is all news to you, it's going to be. But um, we'll just do a quick run through some of these players that might be able to help you come um, play up sort of fantasy playoff time. Um, I mean, start off. Brock Purdy. I mean, he looks pretty good, doesn't he? In his uh, first so two I, starts. I drafted him in the fifth round of one of the first and ten leagues um, when I inherited a team off someone and I just thought look, you've got a Shanahan offense there, he's the QB whisperer you know, he always he can always get a productive quarterback so I think Trey Lance you know, again, was untested really, you don't know if that's going to work out Jimmy, everyone thought it was going to get traded so I drafted Purdy in the fifth round thinking he could be QB2 by the end of the season. Turns out he's now QB1 because yeah. of injuries. So, you know, he's looking like a... And he looks good as well. It's not like he's kind of just slugging, you know, just slowly, you know, plodding along. He actually, he looks very, very good. And I think, I mean, he was on waivers in, in a couple of other leagues I'm in. And I just, yeah, I think he actually looks really solid. And I think fifth round, very, very happy. See, and that fifth round pick—that's even later than the third. You know, imagine yeah. what you could do with a third. So, exactly. yeah. I mean, so you've got so your team's got a lot of Kyler. You've had Matthew Stafford, one of these other quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he someone you pick up for this running in the Superflex League? Are you? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the price because I think I mean again, it's hard to tell because small sample size, and he plays for the Niners, but yeah. he looks like he could be worth hanging on to. I mean, no one's going to pay more than a second really are they but you know if you've got a lot of draft capital and Brock Purdy I why would you bother selling him you know yeah. so it's I would I would I'm trying to make moves for him because I think he looks great but at the same time 
he looks he does look great and I would I would want to hold on to him. So I'm trying to I'm trying to move him where I have him, but because I've got a first and I you know I think I can get one of the QBs because I'm picking at like I think in the Ryan Suckup league I'm picking like second or third overall. So I'll be fine with one of like Bryce or CJ or someone, but I would like to see what um what I can get for Purdy because he, you know, playoff run, good team, you know, that's the sort of player that becomes a league winner. When they just got to show up at the end of the season when you're in the fantasy playoffs, Brock Purdy could be a league winner. Yeah, for sure. Um, a player um, who, well, the Cowboys signed a free agent wide receiver last night. Not the one uh, anyone was no. expecting <laughs> in the rest of the time, but T.Y. Hilton, is he someone you'd maybe take a chance on? Or is uh, it just a, I, just a leave I mean, I think I would... You, you could pick him up. I wouldn't pay anything for him. You know, I'm yeah, talking a zero. Yeah, I'm not, yeah only if it's a free agent. Free agency bid, yeah, yeah, because worst, I mean, best case scenario for him <laughs> is if CD goes down and Gallup, you know, gets hurt, or you lose Pollard, who is a very viable receiving option, then that's the only way I can see Hilton getting more touches. So I think they're just trying to add a bit more depth going into the uh, championship push. But you know, if you've got room for him, you might as well because they are a good offense and, you know, they are putting up a lot of points and, you know, generating a lot of yardage. So worth worth a dart throw at this stage, yeah. but I wouldn't be look I wouldn't be resting your hopes <clears throat> on him. If you are, then you're probably not a contender. So Yeah, for sure. Um next up, Zonovan Knight. Um Jets running back. Um Mark Hart's come back this week, but he still had a Pretty strong role in that offense. Um, seventeen carries, seventy-one yards, and a touchdown, and he had a couple of uh, catches as well. Is he someone that you can rely on now, or do you think as um, other players get healthier? Then I mean, he's he's looking. Them? He's so he looks decent, and I thought he looks okay in college. But I remember when I was like doing all my nerdy prep for the rookie drafts earlier this year, I watched loads of tape on him and. You know, listen, read about you know what the experts thought on him and stuff like that, and I had a D grade on him based on his undrafted free agent draft capital. So in terms of talent, I thought he was solid, but he didn't have the draft capital, which obviously is quite important in terms of usage. So I dropped him down my rankings quite a bit. But I, you know, I always thought the talent was there. He's a he's an okay, you know, he's a mediocre athlete, but he's you know he is quite he has good vision. He's elusive at times. Um, so I think, yeah, I think right now, who who else have they've got? He he's playing really well, and you know they're giving him the ball a lot. He's scoring. He's putting up a lot of yards. Again, type of guy that could become a league winner. So definitely, mm-hmm. I would definitely, you know, I've seen him go now for a third in a couple of leagues because the contenders are trying to, you know, make a final push, and that's the kind of guy that you want because he won't, you know, once Brees Hall's back, you're not really going to see a lot from him. So. He is literally just a sort of one month rental for yeah. for your playoff push, but he is definitely worth. If you can get him for a third, then go for it. He, he, that's yeah. the sort of player you want. As I said he's definitely the sort of player that can be the difference on this running, isn't he? If uh, fantasy mm. back for all about volume, isn't it? And at the moment, he's getting that volume, so definitely worth a punt. Um, another man who is sort of coming alive a little bit towards this down the stretch is uh, Evan Engram. Um, I mean, David earlier in the season was uh sort of pushing Engram and he's had a bit of a struggle since but I mean last two weeks he's had fifteen targets this weekend and then seven last. Um pretty insane amount of targets. Does that 
that Jags offense is starting to it's, look yeah. good, isn't it? So is he someone that I think is viable in as we've already mentioned it today, but we mentioned it pretty much every time we do one of these, how bad tight end is, isn't it? So yeah. Is he someone that you think is viable over this yeah, sort of last I think three, four weeks? I've, I mean I took him in one of our best ball leagues at the start of the year simply because I you know I didn't rate many of the wide receivers that the Jags had, had you know, um, you know, left in their fifty-three man roster. So and I do I have always believed in Trevor Lawrence and now we're kind of seeing how good he can be. You know, that's the number one overall pick. Last year, bad coaching. They didn't do a lot for him, and he made a lot of rookie mistakes, as all rookies do. This year, it's like he's matured four or five years in in one season. And obviously coaching helps that. And no, he's just really coming into his own already. I was saying this on the podcast last night. He is just he is I thought, yeah, great player. He'll be very, very good next year. But he's already showing those flashes now. And yeah, I think when you've got Engram there, he was a he's a great athlete, you know, one of the be- better tight end prospects in terms of athleticism coming out of college. Um I think that, you know, that has he's always been underutilized in some ways and he's had bad drops and you know, played for a very bad New York team and stuff like that. But yeah, I think his talent is now shining through, especially with a great quarterback like Lawrence. And yeah, he's, you know, 44 points he put up on the weekend. Yeah, and I was crazy. very, very happy with that, you know. So yeah, definitely someone that, I mean, the the ship has sailed to get him on the cheap now. Because yeah, if you're a contender and you want him, you're going to have to pay up because people are starting to see he's a favorite target of a young QB. So going into next year, who knows how much long-term value he's got. So I think he's not going to be cheap, but definitely worth the playoff push right now, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's every chance over these last three, four weeks he gets about six targets total, isn't there? But um, yeah, at the moment, <laughs> he's, definitely, he's definitely an option that yeah. has some upside for sure. Um, probably the story of last week, maybe. Um, Baker Mayfield coming back, uh, leading the Rams to a win um, in that final drive. But, I mean, I thought he looked... Pretty ordinary until that last drive. Um, but, I mean, what do you think about Mayfield? Is is he an option over these last few weeks? We say we've seen some quarterbacks go down. So, yeah, there's yeah, some rough options I mean, out there, isn't there, at the bottom end of uh, things. So, you're not going to be able to get anyone better than him, probably, are you? Yeah, but he's still on a team that has a really bad O-line, that yeah. can't really run the ball that well, and whose receiver group is limping. So, I feel like, you know, and also that final drive, if the Raiders had just, you know, played cover three or cover four, dropped back instead of pressing at the line on the final like drive, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have lost that. So the Raiders kind of beat them. So yes, it was a very good drive from uh, Baker Mayfield, but you know the, the the opposition beat themselves really. And I just think that yeah, maybe you know sometimes you know that you get that new bounce when you get a fresh start and stuff like that. But it was impressive, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, he, he did beat a very bad team. And he's probably rostered everywhere because he was yeah. a starting QB all season until he got um, cut. So I think he's, you know, I wouldn't be putting many hopes into him. He would no. be a good QB3 option, Yeah, you know. But if you're in a super flex league, he, you don't really want him as one of your two starting quarterbacks, yeah. do you? But, yeah, he's a desperation player, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Uh, He's uh yeah, rough one. Um last week that the RB one last week, uh Jarek McKinnon. Um he's running <laughs> back. Um didn't do a lot on the ground, twenty two yards, but he had nine targets. Yeah. And that's sort of been the pattern for him, isn't it? He? He's had games of 
eight targets a couple of times, six in this last little month or so. He's had a lot of targets there. Is that something you think is going to carry on, or is is this just a bit of a flash in the pan and something you can't rely on? I mean, he's. I mean, he's clearly a good, you know, a good, a good receiving option, but he hasn't been peppered with targets a lot this year. You know, that was only his his third, fourth game with six or more targets this year. Um, obviously, it's gone up since Clyde edwards hilaire has been phased yeah. out, and they're now using you know Izzy Pacheco as the runner, and then McKinnon more on passing down. So it's you know it's kind of like get backfilled by committee. He's a receiver. As long as they're in a position where they need to throw it, then you know he has. But I would, you know, I would, I would have him on my team absolutely, you know. But again, one month rental because he's thirsty, yeah. and I mean, running backs. Uh, once a running back hits twenty five, they lose a lot of value in yeah. dynasty. So yeah, no, no one ever wants to trade for him yeah. at that stage. No, yeah, but no, for a, for a championship push right now, absolutely. Um, I think it will continue. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes. It's a Patrick Mahomes offense, so. Yeah. You're going to get peppered with targets. You're going to any, drive the ball downfield. Any so, pass yeah. option in that offense is a, a viable yes. option at some stage, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Um, last one before we uh, move on. I mean, Seahawks running backs. If uh, Walker isn't back, are any of them <laughs> realistic? Because, I mean, they were just, they were not good this week. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone knew until just before kickoff who was actually going to play, but I think it was Travis Homer got... Yeah, he got the, did yeah, he got with the it, nod, really, did he? But it wasn't, yeah, he didn't, he didn't really do a lot at all. And I just, you know, he put up what like less than six fantasy points. Not yeah. that's not that's not it. double digits minimum, right? Like unless you're a kicker, double digits <laughs> minimum, right? So yeah, not a viable option. Seahawks line is solid though, so I just yeah. I feel like he is just bad. You know, and I've only ever had worked him. against him a little bit, yeah, didn't it? But it did. But I've only ever had him as a as a backup in like two leagues because yeah, you can't trust him. Got to hope for the best because yeah, I think what, what you can hope for is that they drive the ball downfield and get down to the one and then punch it in. Like that's, that is a touchdown dependent running backs and not running backs you want to depend on going into well any fancy matchup, especially not the playoffs. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Unless it's Walker, I would say, yeah, don't play those Seahawks running backs. Yeah. Right, that wraps up for the NFL. Um, we're not going to look at a specific player today on college, but um, I'm just going to have a quick sort of run through some of the news. Um, normally, I'd hand over to David this bit, then just uh, let him talk for five <laughs> minutes. But um, actually, going to do something now. Um, I mean, I've had a few talking points. Obviously, um, the playoffs are set, but in terms of players leaving and coming back, most of them, most of the players we expected are uh, leaving for the NFL, aren't they? But um, I mean, one big one. Staying, um, sent their shoe. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, he he, he was going to be what second round pick? Do you think in these drafts, Buto? Well, he would have been, you know, one of the the better um wide receivers in the draft, and yeah. I think it was a bit of a shock to see him uh one stay another year. Based based on the fact that next year's class is also really good, and I just think that I don't know if he's his own capital. Maybe he just doesn't feel ready. But yeah, I do. I we are going to see, hopefully, you know, he improves on this year and, you know, he can raise the stock a bit more because he did get off to a very slow start. So maybe yeah. that's part of the decision he made. Um, 
that he just wants a full season at you know playing at the speed he sort of ended on rather than yeah but uh yeah i mean when you look at the guys he's up against this year you can maybe sort of see it you know but i think he would have probably been around the zay flowers josh downs kind of area but as the wide receiver four or five but uh yeah i think next year great class but you could still see him going as the top five receiver next year if he if he keeps it up, you know, as plays as the player we know him to be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that that was a big one. Um, there's not really been anywhere else too significant that stayed, is there? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, other than yeah, Richardson, like yeah, saves, I, I did. I just always saw him as you know he's thrown less than four hundred passes in college. Yeah, and I just is. don't think that's really that doesn't give enough of a a profile going into, you know, the NFL draft. Yeah. So, again, he is just a massive, um, massive project quarterback, yeah. you know. I mean, um, them sort of numbers are similar to what we saw from Lance, years. aren't they, yeah. I guess? Sort of, yeah. And, I mean, Lance is definitely someone the jury's still out on, isn't it? So it's tough for those players to really come in and go quickly because it's just such a big step up, isn't it? But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, where, where do you think we see him go in the end? Because oh, it's going to be a weird one with him, isn't it? I could see him going really high or... Yeah, because that's the, like, it's, you know, there are a lot of QB needy teams, so you kind of want to say he'll, he, he's, I mean, he'll go, he won't go top 10, I don't think, I'd be very shocked if he goes top 10, I think you'll see, you know, Bryce and Stroud go top 10, and that's, that'll be, that'll be it, Um, but, yeah, just, um, I, I don't think anyone wants to, wants to gamble that much right now, Um, Mm -hmm. I think he was, you know, he's not like the fields level prospects where, or more maybe even, I don't, I mean, again, even like guys like Kyler and Lance, they only had one real season of starting. Yeah. And so it's a lot of it. And they went high because, you know, people believed in them, but you know, he's had two years as a starter, but he's only thrown 400 passes in two years. And his first season as a starter, he had less than 60% completion. And I just, you know, there's the talent is there. He is an incredible athlete. He can sling it when he needs to. But does an NFL team want to gamble that much on him? Is again, we we can only say so much because as we were saying earlier on in the year about tight ends, is that everyone's always wrong about tight ends because the yeah. NFL teams just see them differently. And I think when it comes to a raw athletic quarterback like Anthony Richardson, you you. Because it happened again. Josh Allen went seventh overall, and he was sick. And with a good arm, everything else needs coaching. But it's whether a team wants to commit to that, or whether they see him more as a let's take him right now and start him, but don't expect much. Because if you do, he goes later. If you see him as someone who can be a Josh Allen type. Uh, talent in a few years time then you'll gamble and go a lot earlier so yeah, it's going to be sure. tough either way yeah and he's going to test well isn't he i think that's the thing he's going to look good yeah. in those sort of things but um yeah definitely interesting to see where he goes um i think that sort of brings us to the end for this week um i mean been good to do this again so it's been a bit a while hasn't it yeah, but um it has. i mean where, where can people find more from you um i will be tweeting about everything nfl on at miles Burrell on twitter um Please excuse my opinions, although I will be victory lapping <laughs> drafting Evan Ingram. So that's actually I did that last night, but I'll probably carry on if he if he does well again. 
Yeah, so you just renew it every week, I think. I think that's fine. <laughs> Um, so you can find us at first and ten underscore um first and on Facebook, all, all those things just search first and ten. Um, but oh yeah, thanks for coming on again. So hopefully next week we can get on. We haven't we have no one with all four of us, have we, with uh David no, and Sean? But um maybe we'll get one on before the end of the season. But uh <laughs> hopefully anyway. But um yeah, until next week, we'll see you later. Yeah.